You're listening to the Tranquility Tribe podcast, an empowering space for all parents from conception to childhood. In this podcast, you'll explore your birth options, hear from experts in the field, learn to embrace self-indulgence, and prepare yourself for parenthood with Haiti. She's a coffee connoisseur, lover of deep belly laughs, a big-time tailgater, and your neighborhood birth junkie. From Mississippi to Massachusetts and everywhere in between, here's your host, Hee. Hello, villagers. Happy Friday. What a week. I feel like every time the end of the year comes around, everything is such a whirlwind. I haven't seen any of my friends since, like, November. It is incredible how fast the end of the year whizzes by for me. So, it's nice to just take a breather. How was your week this week? Was everything hectic and crazy and really fast? Or did you have a pretty good handle on things? I never lost control this week, but there were definitely times where I needed to remind myself of my mantras and rely on my breathing and really just reassure myself that in the end, it really was going to all be okay. Hey, if you're listening to this and you're not driving, can you pause really quick, take a screenshot of it, put it on Instagram, tag us. And we'll reshare it in our stories. I love to see who's tuning in. You guys always message me on Instagram or send me emails or reach out through Facebook. I want to know when you're listening in, like when you're doing it, in the moment. Someone told me today on Instagram, I'm listening to it right now or like I'm in it right now. And I was like, oh, how cool is that to know that she's hearing my message literally in the moment. Ooh, I just got chills again. I love it. Can you please, please screenshot it, share it, and you know what? Tag someone. Tag someone who could really use this episode. This could be a friend who needs help setting boundaries. This could be a friend who needs help knowing what boundaries are, which boundaries apply with, you know, expectant parents and people who have just had a baby. Um, Oh my gosh, this could be for so many people. This could be for a struggling mama who isn't sure what boundaries she should set, what makes her feel okay. This is a good place to start. Um, These things will probably bring up some emotions of like, oh, I wouldn't mind that, or absolutely, yes, I don't want that to happen to me. And then they can go from there. So share this, tag us, tag a mama that needs this, or friend or parent Anyone who needs help setting boundaries during the holidays, this is a good place to start. So, you're listening to episode number 86 of the Tranquility Tribe podcast. Today, I'm diving into how to interact with pregnant and postpartum humans in social settings. Now, when I first started this episode, and it was an idea, I had it named how to interact with pregnant and postpartum people during the holidays. 
But then I realized that none of these were actually specific to the holidays. They were just, in general, how to interact with expectant and postpartum people. So I had to change the title, but it's still right in time for the holidays because, my goodness, how many parties do you get invited to? If you are anything like Nicholas and I, we have to say no to so much stuff. We say yes to so much stuff too. And it's such a problem to have, right? We have so many friends and so many loved ones. And we're super, super, super grateful for our incredible village. Um, I'm like getting choked up thinking about it. We have so many people that love us. And we love them so much too. But we don't have that much time on our calendar. Um, so we do have to prioritize things. So... This is just in time for the holidays because surely throughout your holiday experience you will run into someone who is going to have a baby soon or has just recently had a baby. I know everywhere I go, which easy to say I'm in birth work, but even the regular places like the supermarket, I feel like every time I go to grocery shop they're are either new babies everywhere or everyone's pregnant. I mean, I love it. It makes me feel so happy and warm, but it's also like, wow, there's so many people out there. So cool. All right, let's dive into how to interact with pregnant and postpartum humans in social settings. I continue to giggle because it's so funny to me that we need to explicitly like lay this stuff out, but then I also understand that a lot of stuff comes from kindness, right? So that's where I really want to start is that things, they, people love to love babies and new mamas, okay? So things that they do are generally from a warm place, but from a place of not being educated um, on either the dangers or the way that it might be perceived or just a lot of stuff. So here we go, and these are in no particular order. Um, but number one is... So you need to be on the lookout for what boundaries are and you it's your responsibility to respect other people's boundaries. Um, some people might come right out and say, oh, please don't do this or I don't like that. Um, but some people will not say that. So you need to be aware of people's body language. You need to be aware of, you know, are they really reciprocating in the conversation? Be aware of that because... You just don't want to be that person that makes the pregnant lady or the new mama cry at the at the party. So, you know, if you feel like they're uncomfortable, let them go. Say you're going to go get a drink. Say you're going to go get more food. Say you're going to step in and talk to so-and-so. Make up a name. Hey, I'm going to go talk to Mark. Okay. There's not even a Mark here, but how do they know? Well, unless it's your family. <laughs> so don't do that if it's your family. But you get the gist. Get out of the conversation. Mamas that have just had babies and people who are about to have a baby, they tend to have emotions that make them feel all sorts of feels. 
um, and things can be perceived in ways that you didn't mean it. I mean, that can happen between two humans, not no babies involved, but especially if, you know, really crazy, wacky hormones are involved. If you're not super comfortable interacting with pregnant people, just be really kind. Keep the keep the conversation short, but be aware of people's boundaries. If you start to think that you've crossed a boundary, I mean, I would apologize if it was me, but you definitely don't have to, but don't continue to push and push and push on that door. I promise you, if you make the pregnant lady cry at the party, um, people will know. It will, people will notice that, I promise. Number two. Ooh, this is such a good one. Wash your hands and be mindful of germs, okay? So as a human, just being alive, you should wash your hands and be mindful of germs. But you should especially do this for people who are pregnant and people who have just had a baby because their immune systems are already weakened. It, it's because they're supporting two lives, right? They have a baby to care for. They're either probably nursing that baby or growing that baby um, or healing from having that baby. So just be mindful of if you're even the least bit sick and you aren't sure what it is, be respectful and tell that person. Let them make the choice. Some people will be like, oh, that's fine. I have done all the things or I have the strongest immune system. I'm totally fine. But some people will be like, actually, I came into this with a weakened immune system and so now I have a double weak immune system. Let's postpone. That's not your choice to make for someone else when you're sick. So just ask them. Just be upfront. No one's going to be angry about it. People will probably be like, oh my gosh, feel better because, I mean, no one wants to be sick, right? So let them, let them decide. Just tell them, hey, I'm not feeling well. I don't know what it is. What do you want to do? Or maybe you've been on antibiotics and your, your fever is broken and it was, you know, two days ago and you're feeling 100% back to normal. You should still tell them. If you've experienced anything in the last seven days, you need to tell them that. Um, even if it's like something that's 24 hours, like the stomach bug, if you have had it in the last seven days, you need to tell them. You're working with someone who has a compromised immune system. I like want to clap between those words, but I'm afraid of the audio. So just be mindful of your health when interacting with pregnant and postpartum people. Number three, you should ask before you touch the baby. Um, you should never just reach out and touch their stomach. You should, you should ask for pretty much everything. Um, make sure that you're asking about ingredients that you're about to serve them. Of course, they need to do their due diligence too, but it's helpful um, when you have something called mommy brain, which the chemicals in your brain when you are pregnant and you just had a baby, they make you very, very forgetful. Um, so it is called mommy brain. So it is helpful to have this like extra layer of shield so you don't have to remember what they can and can't eat. You just need to remember they're like, oh, this needs an extra filter. You should ask before you actually help them because some women take great pride in being able to 
still do things as normal and be very independent while they are pregnant or have just had a baby. And so you don't want to just take that over. It's very rude and disrespectful. Um, and again, it's one of those things that's coming from a really great place of like, you so sincerely want to help. You just want to just swoop in. I promise you, I've been there. It's a very Southern way of doing things. Um, but well, maybe that's not true, but I grew up in the Southern culture and that's how we did things. Um, yeah, you should ask. Some people don't want the help. So you can just say like, oh, can I do that for you? Or like, I don't mind doing that for you. Or the best one is, let me know if you need me to do anything for you. Um, it leaves that, that, you know, ask in their hands. Number four. Oh, I love this one. It's so juicy. It's another clap one. You ready? Stay in your own lane. Okay, mind your own business, right? These women, okay, so we'll start over even at just like humans. We have so many opinions coming at us every single day. So you can times that by a thousand when you get pregnant. You can times that by 10,000 when you have a kid. So, like, what is your life at that you have all these opinions? Mm -mm. Do not add to that for them, right? Make sure that you're not asking questions like their birth choices or <laughs> questioning their parenting or, you know, judging them for drinking. You have no idea what their doctor has told them is safe to drink, there is definitely research out there that says having alcohol during pregnancy is safe. Some research even shows that it's healthy and has benefits. So mind your own business. You don't know what these people have looked into. You don't know how much research they've done. You have no idea why they're making that choice. You don't really know what they're drinking. Have you tasted it? Did you take it out of their hand? You took a sip? You don't know if it's fake wine. So mind your business. I cringe when moms post on social media a mocktail and then feel the need to declare that it is a mocktail. And it's so sad to me because they feel that because they will get attacked online. You will get like virtually murdered online. And you know what? I just cannot with that. It is just beyond me. Oh, it's beyond me. I can't wrap my head around it. I still can't. I've made so many episodes about that, and I'm still struggling to even understand. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. But just mind your own business, right? You don't want to be that person at the party that goes there. You also don't want to be adding to the stress that these people already feel. Mind your own business. Stay in your own lane. Why don't you not even talk about the pregnancy or the new baby until you say congratulations and get their feedback? If they say, oh, thanks, change the subject, move on. If they say, oh, thanks, and shares a little more, then you can go from there. Number five, never ever comment on their physical appearance other than to say you're glowing you look beautiful you look great do not ever comment on their belly how high how low how big how small 
Okay, they've heard it all. You're not the first to tell them that, so keep it to yourself. Also, what is someone else's body doing in your mind? Get that out of there. You do not get an opinion on someone else's body. You get an opinion on your body, and you can let everyone else take care of their own body. It is none of your business. Mom shaming and body shaming need to come to a screeching halt right now, like yesterday. So starting with this, unless you are filling it in with an amazing word that will lift their spirits and they will continue to think about it for the next few days, then keep it in your head. Number six, don't share your own stories unless they give an invitation to, unless they flat out ask you, unless they hint that they want it. And then I would even ask, like, do you want me to share my experience? Or, oh, I had that, I had a similar experience. Um, it's hard to say I had the same experience because there are no two birth stories that are alike, right? They are all going to be individual, like your fingerprint, but they are your fingerprint into motherhood. But you don't want to share that with them because they're already smothered by society with stories and a lot of times they are not helpful stories. And unless you have like a super empowering story, I would really caution you to even share it because unless pregnant and postpartum people seek out real life stories, it's kind of hard to find real life stories. There's a, a wave of it happening and I love it and I hope that it continues but when you're in pregnancy no one ever talks about like really positive uplifting amazing birth stories um, empowering like I'm gonna have a million children because that was so amazing birth stories and then in postpartum no one ever talks about the really sad times or the really lonely times or the really hard times or the times where you feel like what the hell I have no clue what I'm doing why did someone send me home with a tiny human I don't even know what they're trying to tell me like what is my life right now everyone has it okay um everyone goes through that for the most part and and I in the last week have been told three different times I just don't think I can do it and you can do it. So if that's you and you're in that phase right now, I'll pause to say you can do it and you are doing it and you've been doing it. So keep going. You can do it. As far as sharing your stories, no one shares real life stories, right? There is this small this movement and I hope that it continues and it grows and it becomes what's the norm. That's not it right now. And so don't share your own stories because you don't know where they are headspace-wise, and it could be something that they're working on really, really intentionally um, because this is what I do with my clients. I work on it really, really intentionally. So, yeah, don't add to the smother of society. Number seven, and this is my final one. So, take note. Don't kiss the babies. Ugh! It's such a dagger to the heart, right? Like, you want to kiss all the babies. That's me. I get it. I'm like, give me all the babies right now. Give me all the kisses right now and all the snuggles right now. Shut the door. Goodbye. I'm happy. Like, you don't have to check on me for hours. I will be here when you get back. I promise. Like, I love to kiss the babies. I am the baby hog. 
at the holiday party. However, I cannot stress this enough. Actually, for the people in my Tranquility Tribe village, I sent out little car seat tags that say, please don't kiss me. My doula says your germs are too big for me because RSV. This is a virus that is respiratory okay so it's in their lungs it affects their breathing and it can make them so sick that it can affect everything a few years ago i had a little girl in my class that got rsv and she was just a mere months old and it was literally heartbreaking um we thought we were going to lose her at a couple points and it was just oh Ew, you can hear it in my voice. It was really, I didn't love it, right? It was a really terrible experience. Um, and she's not the only baby that I know that has gotten RSV and gotten very, very sick, but she is the one that always makes me go, holy cow, you cannot kiss babies. You cannot kiss babies. Um, oh, can you imagine? Oh, I just can't. Okay, so you can't kiss babies, guys. Don't kiss them. Um, your germs, you're an adult, right? Um, even big kids. So your body is so much bigger than theirs, and you are putting your size germs onto their teeny, teeny body. So if children are less than one years old, please, please, please don't kiss them. Um, you can ask the, the closer they get to one years old if they're parents you know you can say like can I give them a kiss but they might say no you guys kiddos need that first little bit especially kiddos that go into public care that if you put your child in child care that first year they are working on their immune system 24 7 everything that comes through they are likely to get it is something that happens to most most children Okay, their immune system needs that year. So don't be an adult that inflicts this on them, right? Like, don't be an adult that gets them sick. Just don't kiss them, even when you're healthy. Um, this only applies to, for like, winter months. It applies to all babies less than six months old. But then six to, to 12 months old, you can kiss them when you're healthy and the weather is warm and germs are low. Um, but in the winter months... Definitely not under a year if you don't have the okay from their parents because you really just don't know what their immune system is like. Even if they're healthy right now, what if they were on antibiotics for the last 14 days? You know, you wouldn't want to introduce them something when they were literally just getting healthy, um, even though they seemed super healthy. So that's my list. I always remember these when I go out. Um, so to recap with you, number one, be aware of their boundaries. Uh, make sure that you're reading their body language as well as listening to their words. Number two, always wash your hands and be mindful of your germs. Pregnant and postpartum humans have lowered immune systems already. Number three, ask. Just ask everything, right? You don't know. You don't know about their emotions. You don't know if they really want help. You don't know what's safe for them. Ask, ask, ask. Number four, mind your own business, okay? Don't ask them about their drinking or question their parenting or ask them about their birth choices or school them on anything. Leave them alone. They don't need your opinion. If they do, they'll ask. I promise they will ask. Number five, 
don't comment on their physical appearance, okay? They don't need your opinion on what they look like or what their belly looks like or what their baby is doing or what their baby looks like. They don't need that. Um, so just leave their physical appearance out of your mouth. Number six, don't share your own stories. Ah, this can be hard. Pump the brakes. Try not to share your own stories without asking first, can I share my experience? Because some people are working very hard and very intentional on their mindset. Hello, TBH tribe. Number seven, don't kiss the babies. In the wintertime, you guys, it's just not safe. You're a big human. You have big germs. They're a teeny human. They have teeny immune systems. Don't overload it. Happy, happy, happy Friday, you guys. Thanks so much for showing up for me and for you and for the kids of the world and for the women of the world and just for, just for showing up. I appreciate it. I show up for you every single week and it makes me so happy to see you here and to be able to meet you every single week and take a little chat. I love it so much. Speaking of the holidays and putting yourself first and showing up for yourself, I wanted to tell you about the TBH retreat. So in February the 23rd and the 24th, February 2019, what? We are going to be meeting here in Boston. Um, it's not just a local retreat. So if you want to fly up, we have people from Tennessee and Atlanta joining us for speakers. So I am bringing you the coolest retreat I've gathered over my, my, all of my clients. I gathered what were the things that continuously came up and I needed resources or it would have been helpful if they knew this because it could have lasted all like from then on they were they were knowledgeable about it and that set the the whole foundation right and I think I did it so from mindset work to a pushing workshop to balancing anxiety and motherhood to identifying anxiety to Gut health, you guys. Oh my gosh, I'm so stoked for this. Gut health and what it has to do with anxiety, which has to do with motherhood, your approach. Do you see where this is going? Oh my gosh, it's literally mind-blowing. I have kept the price so low for you um, for one and two days because I want it to be something that if you ask all of your family members or all of your friends to withhold gifts or all of your circle and you just ask them to give you money towards this trip and this is what you take as 2019 your trip I want it to be in the first of the year because it's going to set the pace for the rest of the year for you and I also want you to be able to come okay so yes I'm going to put that in the show notes it's worth mentioning that the first day is only for expectant parents so like I said pushing workshop um, we're also going to be preparing for the fourth trimester and learning about infant development and what you need to know in those those first few months what you can be expecting how you can prepare right oh so good day two Mama of young children, you know, if you have a young child and being a mama is your thing and you need to unplug and you need to recharge, this is your perfect one-day workshop. You 
will learn about anxiety and how to balance all of your responsibilities. We're going to be teaching you actually how to restructure the space in your life. Like, what does that mean, right? This is going to be super cool. I am so excited. I literally feel like I have a vacation coming up and I'm just staying here in Boston, but it's the retreat. Oh, it's going to be so good. Oh my gosh, I forgot to even mention swag bags. You get a swag bag every day. And for expectant parents who come both days, you get two swag bags and they're going to be different. And I'm so, so excited. Oh my gosh, the food is going to be amazing. Snacks are going to be great. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Sign up in the show notes. I can't wait to meet you. I am so excited. This is going to be so much fun. It's going to be the first time that the Tranquility Tribe has like had a physical meetup that includes more people than just like the immediate Boston. I've been holding meetups for the whole time I've been a doula. Um, we do them in the parks in the summer and I've done them in a basement of a school ones and in a room at a local university. I've done them all, all sorts of places. So yeah, this is going to be really cool to in, include people who are like outside of our like immediate reach. I am totally stoked for this. I can't wait. So cool. See you there, y'all. I'm super excited. Have a great weekend. I'm obviously going into this weekend on a super high. I uh, have so many things to be grateful for. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for showing up for me today. I cannot wait to meet you in February. Mwah, mwah, mwah. As always, villagers, Find your tribe and love them hard. Did you know that you can join our online tribes? Our private Facebook group can be found by searching the Tranquility Tribe podcast on Facebook. And our Instagram tribe is Tranquility by Hehe. If you have a story you want to share with us, please reach out to us at tranquilitybyhehe at gmail.com. Until next time, villagers. <laughs>